You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Please remember that all of the information in this podcast episode is limited to general information only. That means the information is not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So you should seek the advice of a licensed and trusted financial professional before acting on the information. And before you acquire or apply for a financial product, please read the PDS or product disclosure statement, which should be available on the issuer's website. Lastly, please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. In this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, Kate and I are talking about the different ways to invest $10,000. Whether you're investing in a more conservative way, you're just getting started, you're more experienced, or kind of everything in between, Kate and I share some ideas of how we'd invest $10,000 if we had $10,000, or how we're already investing. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Thanks, Owen. Good to be back. We're doing this remotely again, aren't we? Yes, I'm actually recording in the car today, so I thought that we'll see if the audio is any better. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's um, hopefully uh, we can do some stuff with the audio, and everyone, it's uh, for everyone, it's it's okay. Um, if it isn't, we apologise in advance. We're going to do our best to make sure you can uh, listen to the episode as best you can. Everyone's using the internet right now to uh, watch Netflix, so it's <laughs> it's a little bit challenging to find a good time off peak to get good bandwidth it is it is um but at the same time i think that makes everyone a little bit more forgiving when it comes to these types of recordings and hey we're just two people that just talk about things that we like doing and we share that with a community of people who are our listeners which is great so kate tell me what are we going to talk about today well we've had a lot of people ask us is now the time to invest how do i start investing what do i actually buy so today we're going to discuss a little bit about if you've got 10k or some money right now um, and you want to figure out what to do with it where would you put that 10k now and what are we doing um, with our own investing plans at the moment yeah and it's such a good topic because so many people kind of think of investing as oh i need a few thousand dollars and 
naturally $10,000 is kind of like a round figure. $5,000 is another one. Mm. Even though we say you only need 500 bucks to get started, um, this is investing in the share market, of course, or in ETFs. But, you know, some people want $5,000 so they can diversify or they want $10,000. I guess one of the things for us here and me in particular is on the back of around about 600,000 people applying to get money from super which we mm. covered in the previous podcast and it's one of those things where yes it may be a last resort for people so we've talked about in the past how if you are applying to get money from super uh you you probably want to exhaust your other options uh and then you want to think about if you know you're a reliable person with money so have you invested before are you thinking healthily about what, what you can do with the money rather than just spending it all those types of things. Uh, so we've, if you need a refresher on getting access to Super, go back to the previous episode. But Kate, tell me, have you, have you considered getting any money out of Super? Personally, uh, because I've actually been contributing some extra to Super, I'm not thinking about it too much at the moment. Um, I'm luckily enough, I actually had sort of some extra funds because I uh, was not going to Europe anymore uh, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. So I did have an emergency fund plus travel fund as well. So I've got a little bit of cash extra. So I don't need that immediate um, release of money, which is I'm very, I'm very thankful for. And it sort of worked out, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's sad not being in London, but uh, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of extra money at the moment. So I haven't personally thought about taking money out of super but i definitely know a lot of people are well six hundred thousand people are thinking about doing it yeah it's a huge thing right and um yeah i mean it's fortuitous for you that you happen to save all this money to go away you Mm. don't need it uh you don't need to use it on your holiday but you have it now available because of um you know all the other things that have happened cancelled holidays coronavirus all that type of stuff so it's fortuitous i guess there's a silver lining there is that you've got the money put aside (laughs) but um Okay, so I'm in a slightly different boat. So if I was looking at this, being an investor, being someone who knows, I believe, uh, how to invest money, I believe... We hope. hope. Yeah, we hope. We hope. I believe that I can invest better than my super fund. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I just mean it because I've been investing long enough, I believe I can. And I think, you know, if I'm in a... Let's say I'm in an indexed investment options. So we've talked about index funds in the past. And let's say the super fund is investing my money in an indexed option. There's no reason why necessarily you can't take that money and do exactly what the super fund's doing in your own name. So take that money out of super fund, put it into a brokerage account and invest it. And so if I look at my super fund and my strategy at the moment, most of it's in Vanguard index funds. Mm. And we know that we can buy a Vanguard index fund in an ETF form on the share market. So we can open a brokerage account, find the Vanguard fund that my super fund is invested in and just buy it in the brokerage account. It's really not that difficult, but I guess the difference is there's some differences. Well, obviously supers, you know, a slightly lower tax. We can't access it to us. However, old, maybe say 70 by the time we get there. But if it's in our brokerage account, we could access it in 20 or 30 years. We could access it anytime we like the risk here. The reason why people don't want to talk about this kind of thing, and particularly people like us is because there are risks involved with taking money from super. One of them is that, you know, you take money out of super and you don't have anything left in there. So your retirement's gone up in smoke. 
Um, you're not necessarily a responsible person. So when I say responsible person, it's really upon us to recognize if we're responsible, right? If we have, you know, a dependency of some sort, if we have an addiction where we, we spend money frivolously, or if we do something that's kind of unhealthy for us financially, um, there's a lot of risk to taking money out of super, not to mention insurance inside of super, right? Yeah. And it's also, we have the super funds look at a really long-term time horizon. They're investing this money sort of infinitely for members. Um, and cause there's always new members coming in and other people sort of getting to retirement age. And I think it's really hard for us personally in our minds to think about, can we invest this money well for the next 40 years? So we're going to have enough for retirement. And so I think it's that it's a really different mindset that we personally have compared to the super fund. And do we think we can steward this 10 grand over the next 40 years as well as or better than the super fund? I think that's sort of the big thing I'm, I would be thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you and I come at it from two different perspectives, right? Because I've always been a very hands-on investor and I've been doing it for a long time. Mm. Um, whereas you're kind of a bit newer to it, but you understand, you know, enough about it to probably do it yourself, but maybe you don't have that, I guess, conviction in your in your abilities just yet maybe i could be wrong there but uh, um you know i totally could be but uh, i think that's kind of like that gives people an example of even say where you are you're thinking maybe it's not the best idea so maybe if you're you're even more of a novice or, or, or completely new to investing maybe you think yeah you know i could take the money out but it would be better if i just kept it in there and that's completely reasonable you know there's a full spectrum of people that listen to this podcast there's people that have never invested people who don't necessarily want to invest. So if you're like, if you're like one of the 90% of people in Australia and they just pluck that number out of thin air and you, and you couldn't be bothered with your finances, you're just like, yeah, it goes into my bank account. I put some in super, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Doing this, taking money from super is probably a very bad idea Mm. because you're not going to be engaged with the money and you might just end up just, you know, I, I won't use the phrase I was going to call into action, but you might just end up doing something with it that you regret. And that is worst case scenario, right? Because mm. it's going to have a big impact over the next 40 years, whether you take that money and do something with it or just take that money and it disappears yeah. into thin air on various expenses. Yeah. And that's it. Look, there's, there's the people who need the money right now. Uh, mm. And that's and then, the second uh, no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. You need, if you need to pay rent, you've got to pay rent. That's it. You just got to do it. And, you know, sometimes the supplements and the job seekers and all that won't actually be enough. Um, okay. So that's kind of like our disclaimer, like our caveat. Like if you are not engaged with your finances, if you don't want to set aside up to an hour a day, if you don't want to spend the next couple of weeks while you're in isolation learning about your finances and really getting on top of it, you could probably stop listening now. The rest of the conversation is probably not for you. But hmm. if you're like most of our listeners, and you are engaged, which is the reason you're listening to this podcast in the first place, uh, then you can continue to listen on. And we're going to throw some examples at you um, and some, I guess, just where to invest, how you could think about it. So, yeah. um, Kate, if you had $10,000, you already said your dollar cost average, but if you had $10,000, if I go here, you have to do something with this money, what would you do with it? Uh, if I had to invest it all at once today, I'd probably put it in a diversified mix of ETFs, maybe um, pick one that copies the ASX 200 um, and then one that's investing in the international top 500. Um, So there's a few different, we've talked about in the past, but examples of providers like 
Vanguard and beta shares that offer these ETFs. So I'd probably uh, just, if I had to pick something today without doing too much research, I'd just go with an Australian and an international ETF. Um, yeah. But I think personally, I'm, I am continuing to invest in the market, but through a, a dollar cost averaging approach. So just adding a little bit each week instead of uh, putting all that money in at once, because I think the next 12 months is so uncertain and we have no idea what's going to happen and things are in limbo. So it's definitely worth taking your time. I think now is not the time to rush in and put your whole 10 grand in at once. It's uh, a good opportunity to learn as you slowly put the money into the market. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I've said to our members. Um, I've said to them, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a commitment to you that I'm going to release um, a buy recommendation for each of the next six months. So I'm going to release six new buy ideas and put my money into them. So I've, that's kind of jumping in or jumping on top of your, your dollar cost averaging strategy. If you had $10,000, you might make a plan to yourself over the next 10 months, I'm going to invest $1,000 a month, not $10,000 all at once, but $1,000 a month. So that means if it mm. falls from here, if the stock market falls in the next month, you're going to be buying at lower prices. If it goes up, well, you'll be glad that you bought some last month at lower prices. And so you kind of capture, capture this long-term natural uptrend in the market rather than trying to just time it and throw it all in at once. You can just, um, you can, you can just release it slowly. So dollar cost averaging. And that's, we talk about goals versus habits. Habits is dollar cost averaging it's buying regularly and just doing it mm. right hail or shine so you mentioned yeah. that so you mentioned that you buy a diversified mix of etfs one that maybe invests in international shares one that invests in australian shares you make you mentioned some names like vanguard who's an issuer beta shares who's an issuer another one is iShares. um you've got etf securities van Eck. there's heaps of different uh, etf providers out there which can get started which you can get started with um the best thing to do i would say is probably just go go away and google those ETFs, read some news about them, read the PDS, which should be available on their websites. Uh, anything else, Kate? What would you, anything else you'd recommend for people wanting to learn more? Yeah, I think those, if you just start on each of their websites, and um, I think if you go back to our very beginning of the podcast series, we did talk in detail mm. about how to pick and sort of select ETFs. Um, I guess the first thing is working out what is your time frame. If you're, are you thinking long-term with this money or are you wanting only a year or two? Do you think you want to buy a house in the next five years? Um, I think at the moment it's quite hard to think about long-term when we've got so much happening in the world around us. So that's why I think taking a slow approach where you learn as you go is good. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely work out, do you, do you want to be invested in Australia and the international economy? You, there's ETFs where you can pick specific sectors like you might want to invest in a healthcare etf or um technology of so you can actually you can sort of pick where you think the world's going um but definitely have a look at each of the providers websites and then you can um filter through and have a look at the the management fees and things like that when you're um exploring these etfs a bit further and then there's uh there's plenty of options as well um if you, mm. yeah, if you, even if you go to your broker like NavTrade or Comsec, they've got filters as well that you can have a look at. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Just go to the go to the websites, go to your brokers, filter for them. Go back and this is a really important one. Go back and listen to our episode because we're not going to go back over everything that we've talked about in ETFs uh, or for ETFs in this one episode. But please go back. I think it was how to pick and choose ETFs. It was one of our most popular episodes to date. 
uh, and it's easy to see why. Um, okay, so I might be a little bit more specific in and throw out a, na- a name or two for people um, to, to, I guess, something that, as, as I guess, a starting point for them. So I've given, I've, I've given a label to effectively three different types of people, right? So I'm going to start off with Lazy Susan, who's, if I could describe her, she'd be like the CBF, if you know what that means for the kids out there, who cannot be bothered with finance, uh, basically. And if, if I was meeting with Susan and she came in and she said, I really couldn't care less about finance. I just want to, I've got $10,000 and I just want to put it somewhere where I know I'm not going to touch it and it's, it's going to do good things for me. Uh, so one of the things that I would probably tell her would be go and check out an ETF that invests in shares. Maybe you could get one that invests in Australian shares. So one that we've uh, recommended in our ETF service is um, the A200 ETF. So it's a super low cost ETF that invests in the top 200 shares. And then we've got another one which we haven't recommended, but it's obviously a massive no brainer for people who just cannot be bothered. And it's the Vanguard uh, diversified high growth fund. It's like an ETF, but it does all of the investing. So mm. uh, I think we've talked about this in the show before, but basically, you know, you'd invest in it. And then when you invest in that one thing, it automatically sends the money to all of the different ETFs that are high growth or diversified. Um, so VDHG is the ticker code for that ETF, but that's kind of like the absolute no fuss. Yeah, and I think Beta, Beta Shares now offers some of those diversified ETFs as well, where they, they do it yeah. all for you. You don't have to buy Australia and international and small cap. You can just get one one solution that fulfills everything. That's it. And there, there are obviously risks involved with all of this, so you should always read the PDSs. But these types of ETFs are what we call diversified ETFs. And so instead of picking, like you said, Kate, like one for shares, one for bonds, one for for cash investments, one for property investments. It does it all. Like it, you just right. pick the, the one that you think you're most comfortable with and, and you can just buy make one investment. Um, so, so another one that, another thing that people might be considering uh, and it's something that my wife and I are considering is, um, and I've given them the name of Peter Property. And imagine there's a young person or a young couple out there who can access money, uh, let's say $10,000 and they want to put it towards a house deposit. If you want to buy a house in the next one to three years, do not put the money in the share market. Like that's that, like you said, anything can happen. So what I would do is I would take that money out and I'd put in a high interest savings account, something simple, just stick it in there. You're not going to get a lot of interest, but that's just the price. Um, And you could use that money to um, just, I guess, boost the deposit for your property. Um, And if you're a first home buyer, one thing I will tell you is, um, there's a thing at the moment, uh, it's called the Australian Government First Home Deposit Scheme. Have you heard of this, Kate? Yeah, yeah. I think we've discussed it before, but it, we, I think we came to the conclusion it sounded quite complicated and whether you'd, how the process uh, would be to actually release your money. I think you're, is you're, this, th- you're, this is a different one. Oh, we're so, talking about a different yeah, scheme. Yeah, so oh, there's, uh, the fir- there's, there's a First Home Super Saver Scheme, which is this, this super uh, strategy where you put money in and you take money out and that's all a bit, yeah, that's a bit up in the air for me. But the other one is where you only need a 5% deposit and the government um, takes out the other five, uh, the other 15% so you don't have to pay LMI. Obviously, there uh, are some okay. eligibility yeah. criteria. But effectively, you can apply for loans at participating lenders and space is unlimited in this 
scheme. Um, I really don't like the name scheme, but we'll come back to that another time. <laughs> Sounds like there's <laughs> but some in this, sort of mischief. It does. It does. In this scheme, you can you can use only a five percent deposit. You got to make sure you got to prove that you can save up and you you have a job and all this type of thing. So it only applies to certain people in certain areas where they buy the house. But I'll put some links in the show notes for this too. Um, you only need a five percent deposit. The government effectively goes uh, uh, goes in with you for the other fifteen percent, so you get to a twenty percent deposit. Effectively, the bank gives you a loan, but you pay interest on the full loan. So that's um that's an interesting thing which you should speak to your mortgage broker about or speak to your financial advisor. It's something that I'm looking into because I have never bought a property, which is probably a shock to some people. I've always been a renter. Um, <laughs> so that's what that's what I'd say to Peter Property. I'd say you know what you if you have money and you want to buy a house in the next three years, don't risk it. And the final one, which I haven't come up with a name for, it's kind of like this person that's not Lazy Susan, they're not Peter Property, but they're kind of everyone else. They're this long-term investor who wants to get ahead, who's got $10,000 and they're thinking, well, what do I do? And yeah. I would say, well, if you haven't already learned about investing, you haven't gone back and listened to our podcast, just do that as a first point of call. You know, we say 15 minutes or an hour a day would be everything you need and in three or six months you'd be well ahead of 95% of the population in terms of your financial literacy. Mm. But you could start investing in a mixture of shares and ETFs and you could start saving for an investment property or saving for your first house. You could kind of do all the things at once. Um, So what I would do is I would look at these ETFs and I would aim to invest in a certain number of ETFs, say, you know, a handful of ETFs. And then I would just keep adding to them over time. And then once you get to a certain level where you're comfortable with your knowledge and you're comfortable with your, the commitment it takes to understand uh, shares and businesses and all that type of thing, you might try to add, add shares to your portfolio. So it's kind yeah. of like begin to start with ETFs. As you become more advanced, you start to invest in shares as well and you start to just invest in assets really. And I think we often talk about the, the core and satellite approach, especially if you're getting started having ETFs as the basis of your portfolio, especially, um, over the few years while you're learning and then having starting to invest and investigate shares on the side, sort of uh, on the outskirts of your portfolio, um, especially that's sort of what I do while I'm learning about shares and who knows if that approach will change in the future. But um, yeah, it's certainly uh, interesting yeah. watching the market. Yeah. I think it would be a mistake if people who have never invested in shares all of a sudden find themselves with $10,000 and they're just like, I'm just going to go and put all of my money in one share or I'm going to put it in these handful of shares that look good or I read about on a forum somewhere. Um, yeah. that, would be, that would be a huge mistake. Um, yeah. You know, I think first things first, have you invested before? Start with small amounts, build your base, build that core. So we talk about this in one of the free courses that we have, just like talk about the building out this core. Think about it like the, the planets with the, the, the moon that goes around it, like the satellite. You want the, the core of your portfolio to be full of really defensive, diversified, low-cost things that you don't really have to worry about. And then if you're so inclined, you can add other things like individual shares or you can add, who knows, maybe if you're crazy enough, you can add Bitcoin and all those types of things too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for I me. Mean, it's, yeah. But, if, you are, if you have been interested in investigating and learning about shares, I mean, I can't think of a better time than now. Like, all you need is internet and the desire to actually learn and do some research so it's it's really a perfect time to just have a have a play and have a look yeah totally it's it's one of those times where you kind of cooped up anyway 
Um, you can be, you can try and be healthy and, you know, that's a really important thing no matter what. Um, you know, we, you can try and learn some things. You can maybe study like you're doing. You can um, just read a book or you can sit down and listen to a podcast for half an hour like this one. You can use this time productively, do all the things you don't necessarily have time for in, a, in your normal world um, while you're cooped up inside. Mm, uh, you've probably listened to the podcast and all these thought about a lot of things that you've always wanted to do to sort out your finances and you've always thought about putting together a budget and a sort of a 10 year plan. And I mean, now's the time to sort of sit down and dream about what you want to do in your future and sort of take the time to learn about your finances, because that, that could be an amazing investment in your time right now that will pay off over your lifetime. That's the thing. And you only need to learn all of this stuff once really, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why we go to school at the beginning of our lives and not the end. It's because there's knowledge compounds and we build on top of it. And, you know, this is the thing with, with finance is that you could probably get across, like just by listening to this podcast, you could probably get across 90 to 95% of what you need to know just by listening, just by reading occasionally. And you could probably do that, honestly, within three to six months. Mm. Um, not even, like, and I'm only talking a few minutes each day. It's one of those things, it's like health. You don't, you know, you, you've got to have a very basic understanding of the, the fundamentals um, just to get by. And I don't think enough people have that in finance, which is a shame. Yet it's something that's unavoidable, like health. So now is the time to do it. Now is the time if you do have capital, you can start to put it to work. If you need money from investing, you should not be investing. If you're going to yeah. put, a, put a deposit down on a property in the next uh, year or two, do not consider investing that. Just keep saving. You're doing a good yeah. thing. No, no investing that emergency fund. <laughs> no emergency fund investing. Now's yeah. the time that we actually want the emergency fund and if you don't have an emergency fund that's the first port of call i mean that 10k might help you actually have an emergency fund if you've yeah. got no no cash at all so definitely uh, make sure you have because we don't know how long this is going to go on for so you definitely uh know investing the the 10k if you don't have any other funds available to supplement um you over the next few to many many months <laughs> who knows yeah, yeah absolutely and if you are one of these people or you know one of these people that are not necessarily responsible with money it is not a good idea to take ten thousand dollars out of super period um mm. it's it's there for a reason it's there for your future if you can't invest it and you can't do something with it health healthily um then it's best off staying where it is because as you said a lot of these super funds do have kind of this multi-decade um, view and investment horizon that most people can't match. So don't be fooled into thinking that, hey, you are a great investor just because you bought, you know, one or two shares and you've made some money. Um, you know, don't be fooled into thinking that you're, you're not going to spend the money if you have a, if you have a history of, of spending on things that are probably inappropriate for you longer term. You know, all of these things that we're going to talk you off the ledge as much as we can. But, <laughs> but if you do believe that, you know, you, you've got your debts, under control you can use this to pay for bills or um, juice your emergency fund or invest for the long term then it is a healthy decision i believe that you can make okay kate as we come to the back end of this we've talked about different strategies we've talked about everything else there is one little thing we kate and i wanted to mention which is as most listeners of this podcast will know um, i run an investment service for people and um, we're offering a discount for the next week for anyone that, that joins us. So if you join our, our service, you get $100 off. You'll find a link in the show notes for that and as well as the code. 
It's only for uh, finance podcast listeners and um, it's a code that goes on our, uh, our website when you choose to join us. Um, yeah, so if you want and to do that... And this service you... provides? Oh, yes, I should say. Well, <laughs> yeah, what it does. Okay, so yeah. As a new and many... improved Rask Invest 2.0. That's it, yeah. So we've recently relaunched our websites and we have our, our memberships back. So we have two different memberships. We have one just for ETF uh, investors, which we provide research for. Um, so you could sign up and you would get, say, I don't know, research on 10, the top 10 ETFs that we, we suggest. Um, the other one, which is our Rask Invest service, which is the, the top one, um, this provides all of my research on shares and ETFs. It's like weekly commentary, videos, question and answer sessions, um, all of these types of things. We don't provide one-on-one financial planning advice, but it's all online and we, we help people understand investing and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's why you would consider signing up because you want to take the steps to start investing and you want to know where to invest. Um, and you can get 100 bucks off if you use the code, which will be in your podcast player. Mm. And, and sometimes it's really helpful when you're getting started to see what mm-hmm. uh, someone that's actually done it before is doing, what sort of shares and ETFs they're buying. So it's definitely a, a helpful tool right now um, to use if you are thinking about investing and getting started. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really well said, Kate. I think a magpie just uh, made a noise in the background too, so it was perfect. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's Kate and I's uh, first attempt at just trying to market something that um, we benefit from. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you'll find links in your podcast player. But uh, yeah, have a look at that. And uh, I just want to say to everyone, I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're staying well. Kate and I talked about um, some of the unfortunate things that have come about as a result of isolation. And I just hope that you're well. As always, you can reach out to us if you need support. We're available on the website. We have links to Beyond Blue, to free financial counselling, to we can even um, set you up with financial planners. Uh, we can do all of those things if you need a, a helping hand. At a time like now, everyone needs to pitch in and just do what they can for each other. So you know where to reach us. Yeah, um, flick us a, an email or a DM and we'd love to have a chat. Yeah, absolutely we would. So as always, Kate, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Owen. and. Uh, if you, if you wanted to um, find me, you can get me at howtomoney.online or Instagram and Twitter at howtomoneyaus. Yep. And I'm at Owen Rask on Twitter. I think I'm at Owen Rask on Instagram. Goes to show how much I use it. I do have a TikTok account though. I do have a TikTok. So <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. Actually, no, I got it and I deactivated it because I was on it too much. Anyway, that's the story for next time. Kate, as always, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, guys. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, 
and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.